Let us pray. Holy God, still in us any voice but your own. Open our hearts to hear your word for us this day, that we might be confirmed in our discipleship. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Our Gospel reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 2, the story of the visit of the wise men. Listen for a word from God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gifts come in all different sizes and with a variety of different intents. Think for a moment about the gifts that you have received over the years. Which ones do you remember? Were there gifts that changed your life? If so, what was it about those gifts? Dr. Raphael Rush experienced such a gift and wrote about it in the December 24th, 2020 issue of the New England Journal of Medicine. His perspective article entitled, The Gift, describes the following encounter. His first hospital patient of the day was an older man with accented speech whose body was racked by end-stage cirrhosis of the liver. The immediate problem was a swollen, painful knee, 
that required drainage for treatment and pain control. He asked the man, we'll call him Walt, for consent to perform a needle aspiration. Walt asked if it would hurt. And Dr. Rush told him it would, but went over it would bring relief. Walt gave his consent. What should have been an easy procedure proved to be difficult with many needle insertions, each one causing pain. Dr. Rush eventually switched to a larger gauge needle, was able to draw out the fluid. The patient lay back, exhausted. We will come back in a bit to this story because there is more. As you know from the stories that I tell in sermons, there is always more. We've come through a season of gift giving and our Bible passage this morning speaks of gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, brought by foreign strangers to the Christ child what would change their lives, however, was the gift from God of a guiding light, which appeared in the skies over Persia and followed a path to Bethlehem, only recognized as significant by these few scientists. We know very little about these wise men there is no mention of them in the Gospels outside Matthew chapter 2. Tradition came to identify them as three kings and assign them names, Melchior, Caspar, and Balthazar. But no number of wise men is mentioned in the passage and they are not given names in the scripture. They are called Magi in the Greek text, and it probably come from Persia, as I mentioned, where they most likely followed the teachings of Zoroaster, mixed with more ancient pagan elements. They were wise in the sense that they were learned men of their day, who were probably astrologers and perhaps also magicians or sorcerers. In short, we would think of them as the most unlikely of all persons to receive a revelation from God, and yet they did. So if you think yourself unlikely to receive a revelation from God, think about these men. They looked up at the heavens, searching for understanding about the power that ruled the cosmos. They observed a phenomenon few others appear to have recognized as important. Indeed, I understand that there is no mention of a unique bright star in the historical documents of that time. And then these wise men climbed on their camels and headed to Jerusalem, knowing only that there was a light in the dark sky that spoke to them <coughs> of a mystery that would transform the world.
The wise men came to Jerusalem to find the king of the Jews. Somehow they appreciated that the Jewish people are special to God and had brought God's revelation to the world. The revelation was this, the Lord is our God and the Lord is one. Something quite unique among cultures with many gods. They also understood politics, so they assumed that they must be looking for the birth of a king. Naturally, they took their lives in their hands when they asked King Herod to help them find this king. The idea that a new king would be born in his territory obviously frightens Herod. It threatened the royal line and the power of the Herodians. Because Herod was frightened, all Jerusalem was frightened. The Jewish people knew how ruthless and unpredictable Herod could be. I would have expected Herod to kill the wise men for their insolence, but he must have recognized that they were chosen by God, perhaps to warn him of a threat. That would be consistent with his own narcissism. So he uses them to search out the newborn king in order to find and eliminate him. Interestingly, it is his own scribes who know that the baby can be found in Bethlehem, yet they showed no interest in searching for the child, nor did these scribes appear to recognize the significance of the star that had beckoned the wise men. What are we to make of this? It appears that Herod needs the wise men to recognize this cosmic event, and the wise men need the scribes who can reveal what is found in the Hebrew scriptures. How amazing that these foreign astrologers recognized in the infant Jesus the hope of the world and a gift from God though he was not one of their own tribe. To recognize in this brown Hebrew baby a person they should worship is profound. To give him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh representing royalty, priesthood, and sacred anointing is even more profound. They leave by a different route than they arrived and are not heard from in the Bible again. There is so much in this story to inspire and guide us. I'll highlight just three elements. First, there is the fact that God reveals God's purpose of entering human history to men from a foreign land who practice a foreign religion We should not be too quick to see only in our own people and our own religion the only source of revelation from God. This is a point made powerfully by Barbara Brown Taylor in her book, Holy Envy, subtitled, Finding God in the Faith of Others. Just as the wise men from Persia and the Jewish scribes in Jerusalem together came to understand where the Christ could be found. We 
we can learn much from insights about God to be found in other cultures and in other belief systems. Consider the ancient story of the blind men and the elephant. One man feels a tusk and believes it is a spear. Another feels the ear and believes it is a fan. The trunk is identified by one as a snake, the side of the elephant as a wall, the leg as a tree. Likewise, we are easily misled by our limited comprehension of God's truth. The mystery revealed in Christ, said the Apostle Paul, is that God loves all people, not just God's chosen people, the Jews, or even just those who call themselves Christian. God guides the wise men to a vulnerable infant born to a teenage girl and her older husband with limited resources among the vulnerable and oppressed Jewish people. They have nothing in common with each other except God's revelation of God's presence in the Christ child. A second element of this story is very revealing. When the wise men saw that the star had stopped, St. Matthew tells us that they, quote, were overwhelmed with joy, unquote. Joy is different from happiness. Fun things bring us happiness. In this pandemic time of isolation, many people feel that all the fun has gone out of life. Joy is different. It can be experienced by anyone, anywhere, and comes from an experience of the wonder of life, the wonder of creation. The wise men experience joy when they arrive at that place where the light is found. In this baby Jesus, they experience this mysterious wonder of life, life that knows no bounds and embraces all of humanity. I believe the wise men left Bethlehem with that light burning within them, a light that connected them to the light of Christ and to all human beings. This light illuminated the darkness and gave them hope. That is the mystery of Christ revealed. A final element of this story that is so striking is that the light that beckoned the wise men to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem with the help of the Hebrew scriptures is a light that had to be searched out. The wise men are drawn to it, but it is not appreciated by Herod and the religious leaders in the Jewish temple. They study the scripture, but fail to appreciate the star. It doesn't beckon them and they don't follow it. A mystery for which there is no answer. Ask yourself this question. Do you appreciate the gentle light of God within yourself and within others? I say gentle because it can be ignored and missed. 
Do we find our hope and direction in this light? Or do we cling to power and social position like Herod for the meaning of our lives? God's light illuminated the darkness where Jesus was born, and it needed to be appreciated and followed. Whatever happened to these wise men, I believe it was transformative. They may have left by a different route to avoid Herod, but it is also possible that their experience of the Christ child led them to take a different path, different path in the way that they would lead their lives from then on. Remember Walt, the older gentleman who endured several knee fluid aspiration attempts. After the procedure was successful, Walt said he wished to give Dr. Rush something. This made the doctor a bit uncomfortable, first because he didn't feel right about accepting gifts from patients, but even more so because he had put the older man through a lot of pain. The patient explained, my family is a family of priests, and I want to give you a blessing. He beckoned the doctor close to him, placed his hands on the doctor's head, and began to pray. Dr. Rush writes this, I strained to hear the murmur of his ancient words and sensed the silent hope of doctors for patients, of teachers for students, of parents for children, that inside others some part of us might live on. Dr. Rush was changed by that encounter. The blessing, this gift, this hope, was an affirmation of our connection to others and I believe to the God who is the source of that connection. Each one of us has gifts to give in this new year. The pain and suffering of this year do not diminish our responsibility to be a blessing and light for another person. But as one of my dear seminary professors, Anne Belford Ulanoff, said often, you can't give what you don't have. We have to search out the light in scripture and in the world around us. We have to be able to wonder We may not think about it much, but each one of us, like the patient Walt, is from a family of priests. We Presbyterians call it the priesthood of all believers. And in our circumstances, we are like the wise men. Ask yourself, what star, what what is guiding you? What light guides your path? Is it possible to see through the darkness in your life and appreciate the light that brings the amazing wonder of life. Can you in your pain or disappointment seek the light and let it transform your living? 
Can you, like Walt, find within yourself the grace to give a blessing to someone who has been a source of pain for you, affirming the life and gift of that other person? Each one of us can give a blessing to another if we pay attention to the light that guides us and the gift within us that we can share. My challenge to us all in 2021 is this. Seek the light within yourself and others with the same persistence as those wise men who followed a star of light. Every experience of God's light will reveal God's love and the wonder of life. And it can transform you. You may even change direction like the wise men when they left Bethlehem, and that is okay. Look for an opportunity to be or to give a blessing to another. That is a gift of God's grace, and with it comes hope. It is a hope that restores and redeems every person it touches and our community of faith. We at Third Church may change direction as we continue to seek the light in these times. Amen.